When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is a day of mourning at the University of Virginia. The school has canceled all classes and activities for a second straight day. In addition to the candlelight vigil that was held last night in the wake of a tragic shooting on campus that took the life of three students and left two more wounded. College Football Live comes to you today with heavy hearts. I'm Wendy Nix and with the recognition that there are things far more important than football. This is the scene today in Charlottesville, Virginia, on the campus of UVA, where again, Sunday night, uh, left three football players dead, an additional player and student wounded. This happened on campus, and earlier today, we heard from Athletic Director Carla Williams and Head Coach Tony Elliott. It was remarkable. Uh, to see all of those students out there supporting their classmates like that um, was, uh, you know, healing, quite frankly. And, um, you know, and there were a lot of student athletes there from different sports. There were a lot of coaches there um, because everyone wants to support Coach Elliott and wants to support this team. And so for this university and its students to do something like that in the face of this difficulty um, was really healing. Feels like it's a nightmare to be honest with you. Um, and I'm ready for somebody to pinch me and, and wake me up and, uh, and say that this didn't happen. Um, you know, it's been a long, I don't even know how long it's been since it happened. It's been, it's been an, you know, and the minutes can't go by fast enough. Uh, the approach with the with the team is, you know, once we were given the clear to communicate, um, we immediately got the team together and just started the process of of grieving together and fellowshipping, and trying to make sure that uh, nobody was was isolated, that everybody was together, uh, pooled uh, all the resources that we could from a counseling standpoint to give these young men the support uh, that they need. Um, the first the first meeting was really really tough. You know, really, really, really tough. Today was much better. You know, we were able to transition from the pain to finding a little bit of joy in celebrating the lives of, of Lavelle, uh, Deshaun, and Devin. And uh, so today started probably how the last two days have started, but it ended a lot better. And, and I think, you know, the guys are on the road to, to healing, uh, but it's going to take some time. And, and our approach is to keep them together as much as we possibly can. Um, there's no, <laughs> you prepare for this job, there's no, there's no chapter on a situation like this. And so I'm just trying to figure out step by step how to be strong for these young men. Um, and so I'm, I'm really relying on my, 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 my faith the foundation that I have there, trying to, to use that to inspire me um, every minute of the day. 
also trying to to make sure that that I stay empathetic to everybody and understanding that everybody's going to respond differently uh, to this situation. Um, and you know, my job is to lead in moments like this. And so, I've had my moments where I've I've broken down and and showed. Uh, you know, show my emotions, and I've, I've even had those moments in front of the team. You know, I think it's important that we all grieve. I mean, these are outstanding young men that we, we don't understand why they're gone so early. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's honorable that, that we grieve these young men. Uh, but also, too, we have to keep it in perspective and make sure that we, we take this, this pain that we're feeling and try to find a way to, to turn it into passion and motivation uh, to go forward uh, one day at a time. Some reaction from around college football, including the two coaches next on the UVA schedule. Virginia Tech head coach Brent Pry tweeting, on behalf of our entire Virginia Tech football family, we are praying, sending sympathy and support to Coach Elliott, the staff, his team, their families, and the entire UVA community. You have our love and support. We are with you. And then Coastal Carolina head coach Jamie Chadwell tweeting, our program is heartbroken for UVA. The victims, families, loved ones, and the entire community of Charlottesville, our prayers are with all involved. More support from around the ACC coaching community also came over the last several days. Just, just pure evil, uh, first of all. And, uh, you know, I've talked to Tony two or three times today. Um, you really, it's just hard to even really process, uh, you know, what they're going through right now. And, um, but, you know, as I told Tony this morning, um, you know, there's just nothing worse as a coach than to, than to, you know, lose a player and, uh, you know, to, to deal with what they're going to have to deal with, uh, in the coming days and weeks. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's a really, really tough situation. But as I told Tony, uh, the one thing I know about Tony Elliott is there's no person more equipped, uh, to lead his team and minister to his team than Tony Elliott. Sally and I have a, uh, a daughter, that's a faculty member there. And um, she texted us early this morning to tell us she was okay. But it's, uh, it's really, really sad when uh, you have to worry about your, your family members and your children everywhere we go. So we've got to be smarter and, and we've got to figure this thing out. We can't keep having useless uh, deaths. I can't imagine uh, losing, losing three guys in the, in the room here. Um, and can't even imagine uh, what's going on down there. So it's, it's uh, you know, unthinkable. You go from playing a football game to, um, to that. So uh, again, our prayers go out to, to everybody down there that's involved in this, and um, it's, it's sad. So, I mean, I think that's, uh, I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's, it's more than just football. It's, it's, uh, it's your faith, it's family and football, football being last. And uh, when you see something like that happening, it hits, I mean, we know it happens a lot more. You know, I mean, with school shootings, wherever it is in Texas and Florida, uh, right here at the synagogue in Pittsburgh, and then, you know, and then you just got done playing a football team. And, you know, uh, the Davis kid, the big tall wideout that didn't play, I remember seeing him right after the game and, and uh, shaking his hand and saying, hey, get healthy, you know. But, uh, you know, it's just a, yeah, it puts things in perspective. We are waiting on a live report from Mark Slayball, who is on campus in Charlottesville. We will continue our coverage of this tragedy when College Football Live returns.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the scene in Charlottesville today as the campus community struggles to make sense of Sunday night when a former UVA football player shot and killed three players and wounded two other students on campus. There are no classes or organized activities today, actually. For the second straight day, Mark Schlebaugh has been on campus and joins us now. And Mark, I know you just came from a press conference where you heard from a number of community members there at UVA. What can you tell us? I mean, Wendy, just for exactly what we've seen over the last couple of days, just an overwhelming sense of grief and sadness. Tony Elliott talked about having to to help his nine-year-old son and seven-year-old son cope with the death of three guys they considered their friends. And as Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney said on Monday, no one is better equipped than Tony Elliott to handle something like this, even though he's a first-year head coach. Uh, I profiled Elliott when he was Clemson's offensive coordinator. He was in the car with his own mother when she was killed when he was nine years old. So, unfortunately, Tony's had, had to deal with tragedy and death in the past, and he's trying to help over 100 guys deal with it right now. In addition to that, he has another player, Mike Hollins, who was shot, uh, has had several surgeries, I understand. What's his status? Uh, Elliot was at the UVA Medical Center before that press conference. He wouldn't provide a medical update. I did speak to a Hollins uh, family spokesperson earlier today. He said that uh, Mike Hollins underwent a second surgery on Tuesday morning. He had emergency surgery uh, late Sunday night to remove a bullet from his stomach. He was shot in the back. The family spokesperson told me the second surgery was to go in and to make sure there weren't any other internal injuries. He said doctors were encouraged by what they found. They took him off a ventilator. He's expected to make a full recovery. This family spokesperson told me that when Holland's mother arrived at the hospital on Monday from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, since he was intubated, he couldn't speak. She said he asked her for a, uh, a notepad to write to communicate with her. And he wrote one question, how are my teammates? Well, Mark, and obviously it's secondary, but scheduled up next is Coastal Carolina. That game would have been or will be played on Saturday. Uh, is there a decision on the game? Virginia Athletics Director Carla Williams and Tony Elliott both said that they have not yet made a decision on whether the Cavaliers will play Coastal Carolina at Scott Stadium on Saturday, didn't discuss the November 26th finale against uh, rival Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Said right now, just really helping the players process what has happened to help them with their grieving. They said a decision will be made soon.
Understandably so, Mark, thank you. Again, three players at the University of Virginia lost far too soon, an additional two students uh, wounded. Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry, certainly our condolences to those players' families and to the entire UVA community. Our team keeps getting better, and I think we're ascending at this time. I think people take it for granted sometimes. It's hard to do what they've been doing. C.J. Stroud continuing to throw dimes. What happened today in the stadium was magical. That's what college football means to a lot of people. We're dangerous. You know, we're dangerous on all levels. It's wide open. Just going 1-0. That's what we're trying to do each week. It's a mission. But it's a happy mission. Look out, Kendrick Miller in a foot race. They won't catch him. Nobody had any expectations for this football team at all. Our deal's been, hey, bring it on. Lost to the end zone. Touchdown. If we got to win them all, fine, let's try to win them all. We're officially entering the stretch run now. Joining me now, Greg McElroy and Desmond Howard. And Greg, I'll start with you. TCU keeps on keeping on. What did we learn after the weekend for the Horned Frogs? I think most of us, Wendy, made the assumption that we would look at TCU and we would think that the game that would best suit them would be a high-flying vertical attack through the air. We also know that their offense could essentially get down and dirty with Kendry Miller if they really wanted to because they have a quality running back. But I'm not sure any of us anticipated them winning the way they won this past weekend with great physical defense. Not only were they great along the line of scrimmage, constantly harassing Quinn Ewers, but they bottled up B. John Robinson to the extent which he had one of the worst performances of his college career. All in all, it was arguably the best defensive performance against a Texas Longhorn team in nearly seven years. It's the first time they've been held under 200 yards since 2015, and the first time they've been shut out in the first half of a football game since 1997. So, Des. This was a historically great defensive performance from TCU, and they showed us that there are many pathways for them to find their way to victory as opposed to just the launch pad that's been the passing attack these last few weeks. I tell you what, Greg, when I listened to the interviews a week ago coming out of um, the TCU players' mouths, especially like Kendra Miller, they said that nationally we don't get the respect that we think we deserve. They said, but we're fine with that because – as long as we keep winning, then people are going to start to respect us. And I think at this point, people are really starting to, to respect the TCU Horned Frogs. I mean, the argument before was, oh, they have to play from behind all the time, and the defense doesn't look that great. Well, like you said, they came up with a great performance, an astounding performance on the road, prime time, against Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Roshan Johnson, and, of course, B. John Robinson. So now I believe that people are starting to really see and believe in the TCU Horn Frogs and what they're about. They were, I think they were grossly disrespected when the initial college football playoff rankings came out, but now people are starting to see what we've been seeing the whole season long, Greg, that this is one hell of a team. 
Des, I would agree with you about those initial rankings, but it's funny the player said that because that was exactly the message of Sonny Dykes when we spoke to him that Tuesday after the first or Wednesday after those first rankings came out. You know what? I'm fine with it. Let's just win and let the rest take care of itself. And that is exactly what we're seeing happening. Let's take a look at the Pac-12. A little bit of a different story there. Um, a tough day here over the weekend. Not only was Oregon upset by Washington, but UCLA came up short against Arizona. Both losses mean the Pac-12's chances to have a team in the college football playoff take a virtual nosedive. Eight of the top 25 CFP teams lost during week 11, with the Pac-12 being the one who took the biggest hit. After Oregon's loss to Washington, their chances to send a team to the CFP went down by 12%. The Big 12 odds went up 17% thanks to TCU's clutch win at Texas, which we just talked about. So right now, Greg, it looks like USC will remain a top 10 team and be the highest ranking Pac-12 team as we finish out the regular season. The question, though, is their resume strong enough to be considered by the college football playoff committee when it comes down to brass tacks? Right now, it's not. I mean, if we're looking at an apples-to-apples apples comparison, it's apples-to-oranges because if you look at what Tennessee's done, for instance, Tennessee has a win against LSU, who's in prime position, likely going to be ahead of USC and a win ahead of Alabama, right? So we've seen Tennessee do a great job at this point, a stronger resume than SC. Meanwhile, SC really hasn't beaten anybody. But the good news is for the Trojans, they have an awful lot of meat remaining on the bone. You have UCLA this week, even though the loss that UCLA experienced last week, that hurts SC's resume. Either way, still well-respected, still should be a team that's ranked in the top 20, so you get a win on the road there. Then you possibly get a chance to knock off what is hopefully for SC a really good, well-respected Notre Dame team. And then you might even be able to avenge your loss to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Of course, that means that Utah has done some pretty good things these last couple weeks as well. So they have three legitimate opponents remaining on the schedule, Des, and I think if they can take care of business, win against those three teams, I think they punch their ticket to the playoff. And I actually believe, Des, even though most people don't, I think USC is actually entirely in control of their own destiny. That's pretty wild to say, especially when you see just how up and down <laughs> they've been on the defense side of the football. Yeah, that is pretty wild. But you did a really good job of explaining from a scheduling standpoint their path to the college football playoff and also think that you have to look at the perception. The perception coming into the 2022 season was that the USC Trojans uh, was going to be the team under Lincoln Riley with Caleb Williams. Like they had all of this flash, all of this pizzazz. They had the name recognition that people were going to pay a lot of attention to them, that this just might be the team that will come out of the Pac-12 to represent that conference in the college football playoffs. So you did an excellent job explaining scheduling-wise how they can get there. But don't forget, these are guys who um, they, they have uh, perceptions of teams and of coaches. And Lincoln Riley and USC, that's a big brand. They would love to find a way, if they could, if they believed that the Trojans earned it, to get the USC Trojans into the college football playoff. USC, by the way, is projected to win their last two games, according to our All-State Playoff predictor. They are looking for their first Pac-12 title since 2017. We've also come to that part of the year where we've got football. We've also got a little basketball. It's just about basketball season as well. And this 12th annual State Farm Champions Classic tonight in Indianapolis. 
Number four, Kentucky facing Michigan State. That's our first game at 7 Eastern. And then back to football. Plenty to talk about. The exclusive reveal of the next college football playoff top 25 rankings. And then after that, back to the hard court. Number seven, Duke squares off against number five, Kansas. It's always a fun night this time of year. Now it's time to check in on the Capital One fan vote. The question, which of these unbeatens would give number one Georgia the biggest test? And according to our poll, the big reveal, the Buckeyes the most likely to remain unbeaten, 63%. Ohio State trailing right behind, 58% chance to win out, according to our ESPN analytics. Do not forget to cast your vote on Twitter.com slash ESPN College Football. Hats off. I always love this. This week's ultimate performance presented by BMW. How about this? LSU freshman linebacker Harold Perkins Jr. recorded four sacks, four tackles for a loss, and two forced fumbles. His tax sacks tied his school record. And oh, by the way, poor kid had the flu, but it certainly did not stop him. Uh, a quick look now. Again, the final few games of the regular season, a season of uncertainties, but C.J. Stroud has been consistent, at least when it comes to the odds to win the Heisman. After opening week one as the second favorite to win the award, Stroud now in first place. Preseason favorite Bryce Young is no longer in the top ten. Desmond, when you look uh, at the current Heisman odds, and we've still got some time, what stands out to you? Well, you take Blake Corum out of the mix, and it seems like the, the Davey O'Brien Award um, candidates, so to speak. A bunch of quarterbacks in there and uh, some guys who haven't had, you know, signature games or big games, especially in competitive games. Um, Hendon Hooker, oh, I look at that list, is one guy who I've seen uh, up close and personal who just had a monster game against Alabama at home, but then obviously they had the tough loss against Georgia, so it knocks them down a couple of pegs. The guy who I'm really impressed with who's, like, having a great year is UNC's Drake May. The freshman is having a monster season. Of course, Blake Corum, the running back at Michigan, he's just been Mr. Consistent. That team relies very heavily on Blake Corum, Greg. Yeah, they, he's phenomenal, too. And honestly, hey, if it's really getting down to this point, I mean, we could be in a situation where you have Blake Corum against C.J. Stroud and what will be the most – Built up, most viewed, biggest stage, biggest platform, potentially next week when you have the chance to potentially win or lose the Heisman Trophy. And I, I hate that it comes down to one specific game. And I, Des, you know me, we've had we've been on the show together now on Tuesdays for a while. I don't love where the Heisman's gone. I think it's all about who's hot at the very end. I think we overreact to the big games at the end of the season and don't take the entire season into account. But that's where we're at. Until we yeah. modify the process with which we vote, we're going to continue to get the same results. So if it goes to Blake Corum over C.J. Stroud because Michigan's victorious, uh, who am I to argue with the results? He's been terrific all season long. Now, I agree with you 100%. And I think that we need to look at the competitive games, not just the stats. You know, you got to have a guy who's having a big game, but it's a blowout. Whereas the guy who's having a, uh, you know, going back and forth like, like Drake, um, like Drake May did last week against Sam Hartman. That was a monster matchup. He, he performed extremely well. All right, guys. Uh, also, a quick congratulations to UConn. Upset Liberty over the weekend. So the Huskies are going bowling. We'll talk more about that. We'll see you tomorrow.